We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy Dan. Dan, how you doing, my friend? Oh, mixed feelings, man. <laughs> I got mixed feelings. Yeah, for a lot of reasons, I'm sure. Well, a lot of reasons, you know. Uh, it's been a rough week in general mm-hmm. uh, for some certain things, and very fun unless you're, you know, a lower division USL team. <laughs> But, uh, no, it was, yeah, crazy times, man, when it comes to sporting and crazier times when it comes to the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. wild. So, like, you know, just kind of screw everything. Like, we, I mean, politics sucks. We know this. Uh, work sucks. You know, we just, it's like, what are we doing? We're we mm-hmm. just working at jobs that bring us a bunch of joy? Not really. We're just making that money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> working for the man. You know, yeah, (laughs) it's um, yeah, it's been a weird time. Uh, Obviously, this is a soccer podcast. We're mostly going to talk about soccer this episode. Don't you worry. Um, But mostly, I mean, I think we would be remiss as this does affect a percentage of our listener base, our family members, people that we cheer for on sports fields. Um, with the decision that recently came down from the Supreme Court, I think we just wanted to take a moment not to jump on a high horse or anything, but just one, um, the Casey Current put out a statement talking about how they are heartbroken at the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus, Ray, Roe versus Wade. And they said, quote, any act against reproductive rights is an act against our values. As a club, we work to create an inclusive environment where all can thrive. We are committed to the rights of personal freedom and will continue to use our platform to advocate for human rights and equality. Um, and then they had a, a link after that that says, Take Action Today, Support Center for Reproductive Rights, whose mission is to fight for greater access to abortions. So this is a team we cheer for. This is a team we talk about occasionally here on this podcast, using Love their it. voice, using their Love platform. It. And this is especially meaningful because Missouri became literally the first state because of our lovely attorney general didn't waste Uh, no time did they after the decision to effectively ban all abortions in the state um no exceptions for rape or incest 
How come how come it's on the ballot sometimes and not on the ballot others? Um, it so Kansas is trying to pass a, a, an amendment to the state constitution, uh-huh. which is different than um, just passing a law. And Missouri's like, nah, we're not going to give voters an option. We're just going to do our own thing. There was a 2019 lawsuit for the state of Kansas, um, Hodes versus Hodes and Nauser versus Schmidt, and that lawsuit ruled that there is a right to abortions in the Kansas Bill of Rights. So the judicial branch has said that it is part of the Kansas Constitution to grant the right to access an abortion. Right. Look at this. See, dude, this is why I come to you with questions and stuff because I don't, <laughs> I don't really know how to educate myself a lot of times on this kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, Jimmy probably knows. He'll save me some Google time. <laughs> if you Google, um, you know, Kansas Constitutional Amendment Abortion, there's a, a website called Ballotpedia. It's a pretty good website that a lot of times um, has some pretty good information about things that are on uh, ballots for elections, especially state level and above. Um, so there's a whole page on the Kansas uh, constitutional right to abortion and legislative power to regulate abortion amendment that's up for vote this August, August 2nd. And so, that's and that's right. a result of this lawsuit. So basically what this says is if you vote yes on this constitutional amendment, it will say that there is no right to an abortion in the Kansas Constitution. It, it effectively will amend the Kansas Constitution to explicitly decline people who get pregnant the right to have an abortion, and it will give the state legislature the power to pass more stricter laws about abortion. If you vote no on this measure, then it will continue to say that the right to an abortion is part of the Kansas State Constitution. So if you support people having the right to an abortion, you should vote no on August 2nd to this Kansas constitutional amendment. Dude, this whole conversation is like, it really brings me back to being a kid. And it was always like the most controversial thing that you could bring up to anybody. Mm -hmm. Because like everyone has a stance. You're either one or you're the other. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what, dude? You can be both. But like, by letting people do what they want to do and then just worrying about your damn self. Well, that's the thing. If you were to really drive down to the core of what conservatism is supposed to be, it's personal freedom, government yeah. staying out of my business. So you know what's the best way to do that? Leave it up to the individual. Uh, you know, what is that? Stay out of my business, but I want to be in yours. It's stay out of my business unless you disagree with me is really what it comes down to. Kind of. You know, 85% of American voters... Um, according to a Gallup poll, think that abortion should be legal in all circumstances or in some circumstances, 85%. Well, that's so, interesting. Um, if you care about this and you live in Kansas, you can vote on August 2nd, vote no on the constitutional amendment. I appreciate the Kansas City Current speaking up. Um, if you live in Missouri, there's not much you can do right now other than contact your elected representatives and donate to places like the Missouri Abortion Fund. It's mofund.org. Um, they will continue to try to provide access to people. I have to say, and, and like I said, we're not going to go on this forever, but I do think it's worth pointing out. I applaud the current for speaking out. A number of professional women's teams also did. Also, a professional men's did. A lot of professional men's did. A certain one that we know and care about didn't. Yeah. Did not say anything. We have MLS clubs, Houston Dynamo. Orlando City, Seattle Sounders, DC United, Portland Timbers, Chicago Fire, New York City FC as recently as Monday. 
Um, we're recording this on Monday. Uh, LAFC, U.S. Soccer, along with the U.S. Women's National Team. A number of sports teams are making public statements. I'd be lying, and not that I look to my sports teams for my morality, because I don't, <laughs> right, because right. there's hypocrisies everywhere in sports and politics and morality. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that I was disappointed that Sporting KC, at least up until the time of this recording on June 27th, has been dead silent and has yeah. not said anything, especially when they represent a city that likely, based on demographics and based on the demographics of MLS fans in general, probably the majority or vast majority support at least giving women the right to choose and especially when there is an election coming up. And, you know, that's what I appreciated about New York City FC's post. They didn't just say, we support the right to choose. They said, oh, and by the way, New Yorkers, there's elections coming up on Tuesday, June 28th, August 23rd, and November 8th. Go use your voice. Yeah. I think sporting missed an opportunity here. When they've done, I think, pretty well when it comes to LGBTQIA+, and when it comes to uh, racial justice, I think they've done pretty well over the last year or so in providing resources and speaking out. The silence here says a lot. Well, what it says, though, it does not – got to look deeper because it does not reflect a huge percentage of people within that club. You know what I mean? Correct. You know damn well this came from, like, the tippy top, right? Like like a Jake Reed or a Cliff Villig. Probably. I mean, it probably – we don't know. We're just we don't know. We're speculating. Something was probably some memo was sent out like, "Hey, we're not going to acknowledge this. Go along, business as usual." Something that does stick out to me most is that you named a Texas team and a mm-hmm. Florida team, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Yo, they weren't worried about like ostracizing part of their fans mm-hmm. because Florida's very conservative. Texas is very conservative. Mm-hmm. So like." And they, they did what they felt is right. And from where I'm concerned, Sporting did what they felt is right. And that is their right. But sure, my right's to be pretty disappointed. And, yep. uh, you know, I'm sure in, in three days' time, we'll see all the Pride logos disappear and everything, as, as mm-hmm. we tend to do. And mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's all it's, uh, tough. it's all one big ass blast. I always mm-hmm. say that. That's what it so, is. If you're so inclined and you live in Kansas and you're a registered voter, um, Please make your voice heard on August 2nd. If you're not yet registered, but you're eligible to register in Kansas, please go ahead and do so. You can Google online how to do that. So anyway, just, you know, that's been, I think, on not just our minds, but a lot of people's minds lately. So and it affects, it's kind of the thing, right? If you have right? no idea what we're talking about, where do you, where are you? Right. <laughs> where where and are you I've hearing seen, us from? I've seen people say, keep politics out of sports. And, and my response to that is one, this isn't even politics. This is only politics right. because it's been made politics. This is one, a go fuck yourself. Constitutional rights and and human rights. And two, if you think sports aren't political, you don't know about the history of sports. Right. Sports are inherently political. They have been throughout the history. And saying don't bring politics into sports is inherently a political statement because all you're saying is don't bring politics I disagree with into sports because you know what? Singing the national anthem before every game could be considered a political statement. Singing God Bless America could be considered a political statement. Doing military flyovers could be. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm against any of this. I'm just saying you can't be selective if you're going to say keep politics out of my sports because that's not what you're actually saying. So Yeah. Yeah, very but, true. And if you're going to be uh, last soapbox for me, at least, if you're going to be pro-life, whatever. But 
you better be the first one out there asking for universal health care. You better be the first one out there asking for common sense gun reform. You better be the first one out there asking for increased investment in education. You better be the first one out there asking for affordable housing. You better be the first one out there asking for an expansion of Medicaid and Medicare welfare. But they're not. So it's not about pro-life. It's about pro-birth. Well, why not? Why not talk talking about the climate bill too? Because what sure. are we going to bring? We're going to bring babies in to to live in this this scorched world that we're going to leave them with. Right. So it's going to get bad, dude. I look at it that way. I'm like, what? Oh my god! Why do I want to instill this into someone? And by the way, we're all fucked up. Like we mm-hmm. are all fucked up in some way. So guess what? We're just going to have little fucked up babies, and they're going to grow up and be fucked up adults. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. We're done. We 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 yep. we're all screwed up. We're taking legitimate medical care, medical care away from people who need it. In some cases, life saving medical care, and and that feels like something that transcends sports. And it's okay to talk about it. And I'm sorry if you disagree. You know, have fun hitting the skip forward button or turning it off. I don't really care at this point. But you know, Got for those of you who are looking for something you can do mlfund.org or if you're in kansas make your voice heard on august 2nd betty i gotta tell you right now people aren't coming in here to just hear us talk about sports they come in here (laughs) for a freaking conversation man we've we've talked about multiple stuff over the years okay i I, i'll i'll freaking complain about my hips on this podcast (laughs) for god's sake we'll talk about video games Mm -hmm. uh just you know disney stuff so people aren't pressing the fast forward button are you don't Some, do it. And that's Don't. okay. And that's so, fine. It's whatever. Just be, you know, respectful of people and of us because, you know, we get our feelings hurt. So don't don't hurt our feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. So, anywho, um, on to uh, – you want to talk about the good Sporting KC game that happened this, this week? Well, <laughs> since we're already sad, we might as well just hit the bad one and then okay. go back to the good one. End on sure. a high note, my friend. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the Seattle game first then, even <laughs> yeah. though it happened – it happened second. Let's talk about this Seattle game first. Oh, uh, we're coming off well. a high from the U.S. Open Cup win. We'll go back and talk about that in a minute. Uh, but you look at starting the lineup, all as things considered, maybe the best it can be right now. Uh, you got Kyrie Shelton in there with Johnny Russell, Daniel Shallowy. Decent enough midfield, decent enough back line. Sure. We talked about this a little ahead of time. Seattle, not at full strength right now. Maybe an opportunity to steal some points. Uh, no Raul Ruiz Diaz, no Joao Paulo. Now, they're still pretty good outside of that. The Roldans, Ladero, Jordan Morris, Albert Rusnak, Stefan Fry. This is a good team, but it's not a full-strength Seattle team. So there's no, no opportunity. They, they're still good, and they're licking their lips because they got a pretty struggling sporting Kansas City team coming in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but... You know, we've had Seattle's number for many of the last games. They talked about that at length on the broadcast. We've won the last couple of times we've been in Seattle. And in terms of, like, how the game... Well, I was going to say in terms of how the game started, and that's not entirely accurate because they struck eight minutes in. But Sporting KC split just about possession with Seattle. Sporting KC got nine shots off, only one on goal. Um... Sporting KC didn't necessarily play a bad game en masse. There's just some of these problems that continue to plague the team. 
if you look at the expected goals for this game, you have 2.8 for Seattle to 0.5 for Sporting Kansas City. So 3-0 is just about indicative of what this game should be. Sporting continues to have struggles offensively, and they continue to make mistakes on the back line that Peter Vermees says over and over again we shouldn't be making. People like Jordan Morris slipping in between EC and Graham Zusi getting a free header and putting it away. Excuse me, not Jordan Morris, uh, Will Bruin in the eighth minute. And, you know, at a certain point, it's just like, okay, it's a feature, not a bug. This is who this team is this year. Yeah. It it's sucks. rough, man. It sucks. It's uh, it, just after that game, you're just like, ah, oh, man, we're, we're not good. <laughs> but like that's where the Nashville, you know, the Nashville game came off so well, mm-hmm. and it's like well, we got a little something there. There's a little something, but then everyone's like, "Oh, Nashville's just not playing well," and it's like, "Come on, give us some credit here." Sure. Now they were without their best defender, arguably best player, Walker Zimmerman. Oh, sure. Maybe that makes a difference. I don't know, but hey, you get a, a road win in MLS against a solid team. That's good. Yeah, but... and the stats for us to get a road win in Seattle weighed in our favor like we've done very well in seattle mm-hmm. recently my one of my biggest frustrations with this team right now the offense obviously is consistently bad we know what to expect from the offense this is largely unless we're playing a usl team from two divisions below us this is not a highly potent offense right now and there's a variety of reasons we could break down no attacking midfielders naturally on the roster right now with gotti to injured our best striker's not there. If you take away the wings like Seattle did, we basically have nothing we can do. But the most frustrating thing to me right now is I don't know what the hell to do with the back line. There's no consistency in any sort of way on the back line. And I think Peter is at a loss for what to do with this back line. How many different combinations at center back have we seen? Some due to injury, some due to performance. Um, Graham Zussi got injured, you know, we've had Ben Sweat play left back, right back. You know, Cam Duke has been at left back, right back. Sometimes we have EC and Courtney forward. Sometimes it's Volater and, and, and Fontas. And, you know, I don't know who our two best center backs are right now because well, everybody seems to still be making the same mistakes. It wasn't who was in there. I mean, that was, uh, wasn't it EC and Fontas? EC and Fontas, which on paper you would think two guys that make over a million a year at center back should be, probably who our two starting center backs are but then ah, son they both gave away headers they both mm-hmm. lost 100 players it was to hey, give a header to will bruin come on well and will bruin the way he did it is he ran off the back shoulder at ec just drifted away and zeusy can't get over in time and he's sitting there with a free header and just calmly heads it back across the face of goal there's nothing melee can do at that point and you EC's know what got a shoulder check him dude you gotta look over your shoulder and be like right. okay he's getting away from me and he just lost him. And it was almost the exact same thing in the 71st minute, just exactly mirrored. Instead of EC and Zussi, it was yeah. Fontas and Ndenbe. And instead of Will Bruin, it was Jordan Morris, who floated off the back shoulder of Fontas. Ndenbe didn't close down because he felt someone behind him in uh, Christian Roldan. And then Jordan Morris gets a free header, jumps, and heads it across the face of goal to the opposite corner. Literally the exact same thing, just a mirror image. Twice now they had, in the same game. Tim Melia had to show up today to make this not worse. 
Okay. Could have been worse. Five saves from Tim, dude. That means, mm-hmm. if you're doing the math correctly, they had eight shots on goal. Mm-hmm. To our one. And, and Yeah, to our one, which obviously Stefan Fry had to make a singular save. Right. Good times. And, you know, if you look at what happened offensively, it's clear. Sporting KC's two offensive threats right now are Johnny Russell and Daniel Shallowy. That's basically our only attacking threat right now. Kyrie Shelton... I like him for a lot of reasons. He's not a goal-scoring threat, which is a problem when a team like Seattle can do what they did today. It's fine if you have enough people around Kyrie in the midfield and on the wings who are enough of a creative and attacking threat that can use Kyrie to create space and get those shot opportunities. But essentially what happened today, we have nobody in the midfield as a natural attacking midfielder who can do anything creative. So what Seattle did was anytime Johnny Russell got the ball or Daniel Shalaby got the ball, they could rotate, basically double cover them, and Johnny said this after the game. They then just had to kind of cycle the back back into the, the ball back into the midfield where it came from, and then they just kind of looked at each other, and then there wasn't anything to do. Yeah, and and you know going into halftime one nil, I'm not feeling half bad going in down a goal. Sure, you still think like, there's okay. a chance. You know the way Sporting played largely outside of that one yeah. defensive misstep, you can be in this. But then also for almost another 30 minutes into the second half, like mm-hmm. that second goal didn't come till the 71st minute. And yep. so it's just, I, I don't know, man, we were, we were in it. And then just like that, we weren't within the course of five minutes, they scored two goals. So, yeah. Well, and then the third one, you know, Peter and Johnny both said the same thing. Um, it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point, almost because you're down to uh with 15 minutes to go, you know, at that point, What's it matter if you lose by two or three or four if you're going to lose? Yeah, it um, doesn't matter. So they're trying to push up and, and, and push for a goal, which left them open to the counter, which is exactly oh, yeah. what happened. And uh, Christian Roldan uh, was able to to get a, a pretty decent run. Um, Jordan Morris just taps it across the face of goal after Mealy came out, and then it's just the easy tap in for Christian Roldan, and then it's 3-0. And I thought, you're like, okay, you know. At that point, I thought it might oh. end 4-5-0. It could turn into another Portland. And see, that's what it is, right? Like, a goal is a goal when you, like, you almost got to, doesn't matter what the score line is, like, it matters who wins. So, mm-hmm. whether you lose 4 nil or 1 nil, it's it's still a loss. So, mm-hmm. you got to push people forward in that moment. So, that, that was the right thing to do. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people who are mad at Vermees. There's a lot of people who are mad at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. The team, as it is now, with the current players on the roster, which more to come on that here shortly, this team is what it is. This team has its flaws defensively, it has its flaws offensively, it has its flaws in terms of roster construction. With no Alan Polito, with no Gotti Kinda, this is what you get. So Well and, now and that you're sucks. Get, now you got coming back home and you got a pretty uh pretty decent Red Bulls team coming to mm-hmm. play. And it's uh check this out, pretty cool stat. It's our two hundredth MLS match at CM Park. And Vermees will coach his 500th game for the club in all competitions. That's pretty cool. 500 club, man. That's I like that. That's awesome. announcement there. But it's our Americana game, so I'm sure they'll have the the warm up tops with sure. the, you know, because July 4th is on Monday. So yeah, the only good news for us is that we don't have a game between now and then, and the Red Bulls do. They play Thursday night, June 30th against Atlanta. Hey, they do. So that's they're going right. to be coming off short rest. Um, so that's, so that's good. something in our favor there. And, and then they got to travel in three days. Then here, they got to you know? travel. 
or probably and two days. It's been hot as hell. I don't know what the the forecast is right now for Sunday, but you know it, it's been very warm. Um, so even in Seattle, Sunday, you say? Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing storms and a high of 88. So that's not going to be fun to play in. Yeah. Now I did see. I wanted to say this about Seattle. I saw a lot of people making fun of the water break because it was like a high of 75, and people were like, "Oh, what are you what are you doing?" Yeah, that was dumb. Felt a lot. Well, it felt a lot warmer on the field. It's a turf field. It well, holds in turf. heat. It, yeah. it feels like it's about 90. Um, even Peter Vermees, he said in the post game, I would say that it was very hot on the field today. Very hot. Um, and then he he went on to say. It wasn't an easy match from a heat perspective. The turf keeps it all in. And then talking about playing three matches in six days. So even Peter was like, this this is a hot game. I'm not making an excuse because both teams have to play in the same circumstances. Wasn't three matches but, in seven days? Uh, it might have been. I don't know. Didn't they, they do he, Sunday? I heard they said six days. And I'm like, well, you went Sunday to Saturday. So, I mean, yeah, I, seven days. Uh, yeah. I mean, technically it's seven days. Yeah. So trying to make it trying to make it sound better. <laughs> I, I get what he's doing. Trying but to make still. the loss sound a little better. So now they got the Red Bulls coming in and um you know, and the Red Bulls are a pretty good team this year. You know, they've they're fourth place in the East, one point five three points per game. We're back down near the bottom of the league. Um, not the bottom. We're we're in terms in terms of points per game, we're point zero one points above the worst team in the league. Uh, yep. We're in down, terms of actual there. points, we're ahead of of San Jose, but this kind of sucks. So it's, I, uh, I'm not it's holding not out. Great. Not holding out any hope for this Red Bulls game. Yeah, I don't. I don't care to make a winning prediction. That's for sure. But there's nothing. There's nothing the team has shown right now, other than an occasional game where it all comes together. But there's not necessarily any rhyme or reason as to why it does. Uh, where they can pull a game out, like in, in Nashville, like things went well, but you know they they largely did a lot of the same things against Seattle, and and it didn't work. So it just kind of depends on 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 who they're playing. Now there are some reinforcements coming, which we knew, but they officially announced Eric Tommy, the 27 year old. They call him a midfielder. He can also play on the wing uh, from from Germany, and William Agata, the 22 year old forward. Um, these Taylor Twelman said were more 2023 and beyond signings, but it's not going to hurt. They're going to be able to join the team as soon as the transfer window opens on July 7th. So they're not going to be yeah. available for the Red Bulls game. But then there's a, ga- a, a, a three a game of three straight a stretch of three straight road games starting with Montreal two days after they can come. Maybe we see them this then. Is, Why not? This is your band aid. This is your band aid to Kinda and Polito, and you just see if. Uh, if it can perform or if you got to go back to a, a, an older Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Eric Tommy has a, a little bit of an, an injury history. Um, you know, he, he had a shoulder injury in 2014 and 2015. He had um, a, a ligament tear in 2017 and 2018, an elbow in 2020, 2021, and then a pelvic injury in 2021, 2022. Um, you can look through. How dare you? How dare you? That, that's medical stuff. That's supposed to be. Secret. Hippa. <laughs> that's that's hit. I about said that's a FICA violation. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, if you Not go to the, the same thing, the bluetestament.com, they outline all of this and, and how many games he missed. Um, but why don't you just tell us his credit score? Damn. Oh but, wait, he's not an American, so they don't need a credit score. 
In his nine-season career in Germany, he has 42 goals and 33 assists. In the Bundesliga, he has nine goals and 14 assists across 96 appearances. He's not a bad player by any means. This is the type of guy who can come in and potentially add a creative spark to the midfield. And we were talking before this, the first game's on what, July 9th, after they can join the team on July 7th? Normally, you would never see anybody jump in that quick. But in this case, when you're near dead bottom of the league and you need, you desperately need something, and, and the offense being that bad can even make the defense that much worse, why wouldn't you just throw them in and be like, I don't know, see, like we're not going to judge you based on what you do in the back half of 2022. Like About whatever you can give us, treatment. Yeah, he might. But I mean, how long was he here? Like three or four days? It was like six days at most. Was it? <laughs> yeah. But like, I would just for for Tommy and for Agata both, I would be like, hey, you know what? The second half of twenty twenty two here in, in Sporting Kansas City, we're not judging you on that. It, it it's a it's a no lose situation for you. You're either gonna come in and be some of the saviors of this season, and and then everybody will love you, or you're gonna come in. It's not gonna get any worse. And you know what? Then we'll be able to look at it and be like, this wasn't a fair position for you to be put in next season full off season get used to the team come back and kick ass next year and Why if not? you're a player coming in you're absolutely looking at it as a challenge you're like okay we see they're at the bottom of the table like how do you how do you sell someone to come to this team you pretty much say uh listen we're at the bottom of the table we're not used to this feeling and we don't plan to be there longer than this year you know what i mean like yeah i think you have to sell them one on a vision yeah. Two, on the pedigree that the team brings. And, and Sporting Kansas City has a pedigree. Three, you have to find people that are kind of in these unique situations. Like, one, you're Eric Tommy, and you've dealt with some injuries. And even though you're in the Bundesliga, you're not getting the time that you necessarily want. So you need to go someplace to show that you're actually that player that people thought you could be. And then work your way back. That's probably the plan. Um, and he said, quote, sometimes you have that feeling inside. And my feeling said, yes, I want to do it. MLS has developed a lot in the last few years. Sporting has great facilities, great fans, and a great stadium, and they play attractive football. And I think that's the thing. He knows in Peter Vermees' system, an attacking midfielder or a winger provides so much opportunity. And he said, I'm a midfielder that loves to go one-on-one. I'm a dribbler with a good right foot. I love to shoot from distance, but I'm also a team player. That would have been great to have in this Seattle game. If you could have had a guy who could go one-on-one out of the midfield and shoot from distance and create a threat to take pressure off of Johnny or Daniel, sign me up. I'm all yeah, in. I'm interested to see what happens with them. So, And but William Agata, he's a similar happen. situation, a younger guy. He's playing over in Israel. You see someone like Gadi Kinda come over. I'm sure he's talked with him. And, you know, he said... From where I come, it's a dream to play for a huge club like this. I want to come in, succeed, and help the team. So, I think they've just been sold on team struggling. You can come in and help us right this ship. We have two key players who are injured this year. Come back in. We reload with next year. We got U2. We got Polito. We got uh, Gadikinda back next year. This is going to be a high-powered offense. I would hope so. Time will tell. So, we'll see. But I would just throw them in against Montreal or Minnesota yeah. like four days too. later. <laughs> Not saying Peter will, but it's, uh, it'd be interesting. Yeah. So, anywho, there was – it is technically a victory pod this week. Yeah, Doesn't, it doesn't feel like it in a lot of ways. But um, – It was a fun little Wednesday. Last Wednesday, Union Omaha came to town. And first off, 
there was some banter with the fans, but credit to their fans. They traveled real well. Sure. There were a lot. And I, I will say I'm glad I got my seats uh, upgraded because I would have been like right in front of a majority of those fans over there. And right. While it would be cool to be over there, I, I really didn't. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I wasn't. <laughs> it was one of the largest away fan contingents to ever come to Children's Mercy Park. Yeah, totally. And so. and they were loud, you know. Until oh, they, they were. <laughs> to start that game, I mean, they were challenging the the cauldron in terms yeah, of it was, volume. It was fun, and I had you know I had a slight you know uh, I, I was skeptical at first, like mm-hmm. are we are we in trouble? You know, you get a team coming in like this, riding really hot, really excited. Yeah. Um, you know, they beat it's easy two MLS to, teams. Yeah, it's easy to to get boned and and get you know knocked out. So it's <laughs> it's nice that we. You know, did not allow that. Yeah, I think so. They had their little TFO where it was like the Grim Reaper had already gone through two doors, and it was like <laughs> the fire. Sound so cute. And then they it had was the little TFO <laughs> with the with the teams. Well, it was you know the fire door, and then the Minnesota United door, and the Grim Reaper was coming for the Sporting door. And hey, they had every yeah. reason in the world to be confident. Yeah, turns out Grim Reaper had the wrong door. Uh, we, <laughs> he got lost. We weren't, we weren't there. He ended up over somewhere else. Maybe stayed yeah. on the Missouri side. Didn't know how to get to Kansas. Better head back to those League One hallways with those doors, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, the most important thing when you're an MLS team, first off, the lineup we started was, all things considered, pretty good. Again, Daniel, Johnny, Kyrie, same midfield, really, Felipe, Cam Duke, Remy Voltaire. And then uh, the only difference, really, you could argue, in terms of this not being a starting 11, is you had Caden Pierre at right back, Ben Sweat at left back, and then John Pulskamp, who you exclusively reported last week exclusively was going to be the starting goalkeeper that's right and uh he came up big pretty early on they had one chance relatively in like the fifth or sixth minute that if they get that goal this becomes a different thing kind of set the tone there right he really stepped up and uh got it done but dude he was no he was not their goalkeeper their goalkeeper was insane (laughs) like i don't know how many saves he had but he was like standing on his head no, Save he's good. damn near everything. That game could have been 12 nothing. He's not going to be in Omaha for long. I mean, yes, it ended 6-0, so you're like, what are you talking about? Is it clear? But, I mean, Go this look dude. At, there's got to be a reel of his saves, because these things, he was insane, dude. He had 12 shots on goal. He made six saves. So he did, okay, so he saved half of them. That's yeah. all you can ask from a keeper, I mean, man. at a certain point. Especially, I mean, it just becomes again a self-fulfilling prophecy. Also, some of those goals he almost saved, like mm-hmm. they were very close. Mm-hmm. But the 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 key thing in this game was getting a goal and getting a goal early for Sporting Kansas City. Do not yeah. let a lower division team hang around. That's how you give them hope. That's how they steal one on a counter. That's how they they make things difficult. And it was the tenth minute when uh, Sporting Kansas City. Had the ball, Johnny Russell sprung a perfectly weighted through ball over to Kyrie Shelton, who made the correct decision, not something he's done all the time this year. Laid it off for Daniel Shalloway, who got in behind a defender and just taps it in for an open goal, 1-0, 10th minute, and probably one of the better team goals I had seen all year from Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. The whole uh, – it was great, man. Every single goal was awesome. And then – you know, 25 minutes later or so, 37th minute, Felipe Hernandez takes a, uh, a corner kick. Courtney Ford, Olathe Zone, jumps up, heads the ball down, and, the, you know, the goalkeeper, whose name is Nuhu, by the way, not to be confused with the Nuhu on Seattle, 
maybe could have gotten this one, but he just it goes underneath him. This is Courtney Ford's first goal for Sporting KC across all competitions and first MLS goal since 2017 when he was with Colorado Rapids. So big deal, man. A big time for Courtney Ford. Um, you know, didn't he come out? He, he got oh, injured. Yeah, he came out because he got injured, uh, mm-hmm. like right at the end of the first half. Yeah, it was pretty close. And and we asked him how he was feeling after the game, and he said definitely felt a little dizzy. And when he tried to get up, he lost his balance a little bit, which is not a good sign after a head injury. Now, at least at the time after the game, he had not been diagnosed with a concussion. I don't think I've seen anything he was questionable for uh the seattle game didn't play obviously but i don't think i've seen an official concussion diagnosis but no and they're usually meant to report that stuff too because there's a protocol and all that right they aren't messing around with the head injuries i will tell you dude two big standouts i mean i don't know if you're planning on breaking down every single goal here because it's a lot but Kyrie shelton man with two assists and a goal Mm -hmm. and then you got uh, felipe hernandez with one assist and two goals and it's like, what a time for them to be firing, not to mention Daniels, Brace, mm-hmm. and then, you know, a defender header. When's the last time we had a defender header? So right. it's just, you know, that gives you so much confidence going to Seattle just to get whipped back into place. Like, uh-uh, no, you, you, know, you're, you know you're 13th place. You stay right, right. there. <laughs> yeah, well, and not to mention Daniels, Brace gave him the club record for most yeah. goals by a Sporting KC player in Open Cup. He broke Dom's yep, and he, record. And he's going for, like, minutes now, I think. Like, there's another stat he can He, he can might get. be. That's a good question. Can't remember. Saw it on Twitter. Too lazy I, to look it up. I do know when I asked him after the uh, after the game, I was like, you going to send a little message to Dom and just let him know? And he goes, it was Dom who had the record? He got, like, all excited. And he, oh, he, you was, asked him. Yeah. Look and I was, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's Dom. And he, and he gets this big smile on his face, and he goes, well... Dom's my friend, so I'm sure he's very happy for me. Oh so, gosh. and it was kind of like a little, like you know, sarcastic, a little proud. So, um, I would. Dom you know. tweeted at him. Oh, did he? I didn't see that. He did. Uh, said you can officially you can officially call yourself Star Boy, <laughs> which I think is uh, a thing from a song by The Weeknd. I think which so. Is yeah. Daniel's favorite rapper, I think. It might be. Yeah. Or artist. I don't yeah. know. Does he rap? Yeah. I'm a star boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good for Daniel. I mean, the goal that he had to 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 break the record. I mean, that's going to go down in the highlight reels forever. It right. was reminiscent to me of the goal that Carlos Vela had for LAFC a couple years ago, where he just kind of was like skillfully weaving around a couple dudes. Except or how about uh, Christian Namath in Portland when he won goal of the year on that half the name you know, of he drove goal. half the field mm-hmm. twisted net borches around and this one poor guy i don't know his name i'm not ever going to know your name i apologize oh, bad henceforth you shall forever be known as the guy who fell flat on his ass oh, and man. uh he, he got all sorts of twisted around fell down you can see the soul leave his body as daniel just shoots the ball into the back of the net to set the record and i just oh, i my. felt so bad for him it was rough and seeing it like live was just like oh no <laughs> oh no he does it and then he goes around a second guy again and then it's a tight yeah. angle and you're like oh if he puts it away it's never gonna stop playing on repeat and then he did how do you even make that goal how do you even put that in the back of the net that's, that's skill crazy. man i don't care if you're against the lower division side to be able to get that at the right angle True. is tough it, a lot of things matter if you're playing a lower division team you know what i mean you can just kind of tell that like you're faster or you're quicker but right. like to do what he just did like I don't know, man. He 
he clearly has the skill to do that against other teams as well. He's done it before. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. His footwork has gotten so much better, and I know everyone keeps talking to him. Like, even in the press conference, he was like, uh, I always love when this question comes around about his contract year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, what, what do you want him to say, right? What's, what yeah. are you trying to get him to say? There's not much he can say at this point. He's not going to say anything about – he's not going to break news about his contract negotiation. Yeah. It might not even be happening right now in the midst of the season. Is we he going to say, uh, actually, I'd love to leave? <laughs> right. What do you, I mean, honestly, even if that's how he actually feels. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if someone like Eric Tommy can come in and push him, but that's good. Well, sure. That's good. Well, we, we, thought, we thought Chinese would push him a little bit, you know, and that we haven't really seen much of him. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I, I like Janice when I see him on the field a lot, but I know the only thing I've ever heard Peter really say is he doesn't work as well as he needs to off the ball. And he seems mm. he seems to be stuck in Peter purgatory. That's not a good place to be. We have a long laundry list of people that could tell you that. Yeah. So, you know? not great. But, I mean, he's also young, and, and Sporting KC spent a pretty penny on him. Wouldn't that be a fun podcast to talk about? Uh, who all's in the Peter Vermees doghouse, like different players and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, hey, journalists are not exempt either. Uh, no. I, I will say Sperry gets a little gets a little catty response from Peter from now, every now and then. Everybody does at some point. Yeah. Sean Goodwin was like, hey, I'm just trying to collect a paycheck here, you man. Bring i got to ask the questions. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does at some point. I generally try to avoid asking questions when I know that's probably the likelihood because I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't need to yeah. get mad at me. You're like, we lost tonight. I'm going to just listen. But I don't get paid to, to ask those questions. So I'm just exactly. here. People that get yeah. paid, they don't have much of a choice. So um, <laughs> That's true. Kyrie, he scored his good goal, used his body in the 56th minute, was able to put one away. And then, as you mentioned, our boy Felipe Hernandez in the 66th minute got one. And then again, in the 80th, 81st minute, got his second to make it 6-0. And, and that's the final score. So... We almost called it at halftime. We yeah, said four I, to zero or five to zero. Who did? We did. Remember when we were texting? Oh yeah, yeah. I was. Like, uh, I I wasn't happy yet because it was two nil at halftime. So I was like, I'm not. I'm not saying nothing, man. I I'm not convinced <laughs> yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then that third goal happened, and it's like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Once the third goal happened, you knew kind of the floodgates were going to open up because there's nothing to lose for them at that point. They got to push forward. And, and yeah. then they, it opened them up to the counter, which is exactly what happened. Right. But tell me there's, tell me we shouldn't be a little nervous with a 2-0 lead. Like, well, I mean, they say team, it's the most dangerous lead in soccer. This year, I right. mean, I, I'm just not convinced. And But, you know, 6-0 is very convincing. <laughs> yeah. So now, Sacramento, on July 27th, we travel all the way to the West Coast, California, to play Sacramento Republic. And they just had a cup set over the LA Galaxy. I would um, love to travel for that game, dude. Like, just to go to another stadium to that see a place, you would yeah. never go to. Yeah. Like, I would never have a reason to go. And there's parts of Sacramento that are cool. I used to go yeah. drive through there. There's Old Town where they got some, some cool old stuff. There's a really cool train museum that's got, like, the history of railroads. It's kind of cool. Huh. Um, you know, it's the capital of California, so there's some interesting stuff there. You know, sure. gold rush activities or whatnot. It's been many years since I've spent time there. But, it, you know, I remember as a kid enjoying it. I'm a little nervous that we're traveling on the road. I feel like this is primed for a Sacramento upset, Cinderella story. Yeah, it feels bad. I mean, whenever we've had home games in the Open Cup, historically, we've been very good. 
Mm-hmm. We've been very successful. We've won games that way. We've won cups that way. Um, you know, with the Philadelphia Open Cup being a rare, you know, exception back right. in 2015. And that went to penalties, and it was Jordy Quintilla. Jordy Quintilla, that was rough. Oh, sweet, sweet Jordy. But the, <laughs> uh, you know, Sacramento, man, they're going to be hype. They're going to be fired up. This is another USL team, but mm-hmm. not USL League One. It's USL, USL Championship, Championship right? Mm-hmm. So and they were one that was supposed to come into MLS, and then the ownership group kind of fell apart. But Right. So you they think they're not a little fired up to be like, listen, we're supposed to be there with you. Right. I just hope we get the job done, man, and potentially maybe host the New York Red Bulls, mm-hmm. assume, assuming they beat uh, Orlando slash Nashville right. this week. So we have second. So when they did the draw to determine that we were traveling to Sacramento, they also did the draw for hosting priority for the final. Sacramento got dead last in that. So if Sacramento wins, they cannot host the final. It's impossible. Then it was the New York Red Bulls. So they could only host if they play Sacramento. Sporting Kansas City got second hosting priority. So that means if, as you said, the New York Red Bulls beat either Orlando or Nashville, who play against each other tonight on Wednesday, uh, then we will host the New York Red Bulls in a 2017 Open Cup final matchup at Children's Mercy Park. But if Orlando or Nashville beat the Red Bulls, and we beat Sacramento, we'll have to travel to either Orlando or Nashville mm-hmm. in September. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm I'm not saying I'm giving up hope on the MLS Cup playoffs this year, but it's feeling like it's getting that much harder and harder. So, it's getting pretty I think grim. maybe our only opportunity at any sort of success or a cup this year is the U.S. Open Cup. So, I'm all in. I've got all my chips into this, dude. I really want to... Really would be cool to see something successful come out of this. And not, that, that doesn't mean just making the final. I don't no. want to just make the final. Like, I want to win. win the damn thing. Absolutely. It's been yeah. since 2017 since we've won a championship. Yeah. And most people would say, what are you bitching about? That's pretty recent. But Sure. You know, well, we've seen SKC Twitter. Yeah. We, we're <laughs> very spoiled. And, uh, God, it would be nice. It would be nice. And... You could breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief and maybe just enjoy the rest of the season. Maybe you squeeze into the playoffs. Maybe you don't. And if you don't, you still want a trophy. Right. And you're going to the Champions Champions League. League. Mm -hmm. So there's two games left in this thing. Like, this is where I'm at, man. We're we're a U.S. Open Cup podcast now. (laughs) Two games away from winning a trophy, and one of those games is against the USL team. It's possible. Oh, man. It's possible. Oh, man. I'm nervous. I, uh, I'm all in on it, so we'll see what happens. But I'm looking forward to July 27th, uh, watching SKC play Sacramento. Probably won't be able to make that trip out there, but... Uh, eh, let's do it. <laughs> I'm spending Why too not? much vacation to go to Disney World. Oh, yes. You are doing that. So let's, uh, let's ask uh, a couple of questions here from our listeners. Uh, first huh. off, it's more of a thought. Daniel Gooden, we talked about, he had asked about the Bud Light Landing last week. And uh, he said, thought the Bud Light landing was worth the money. was good food and drinks. Not a big drinker, but I still drank four or five waters. So he's getting hydrated, which is good. (laughs) But then he said he had three nachos and two hot dogs, so it was well worth the price. Not a lot of vegan options, but the seats were nice, and everything was fast and easy. Hey, little review there. That's cool. Yeah, it's just basic basic fare there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, keep the beers coming as far as, you know, if you're paying for it. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mitchell Dimer says, My thoughts. We are in for the Open Cup. So I think he's on the same page as us. All in on the Open Cup. 
Yeah. He goes, we have a long way to go to match a team like Seattle. Very true. Sure. Very, very true. And then what kind of impact will these new signings have? I think we kind of talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have much expectation for this year, but we'll see. It'll be, uh, yeah, it's, I'm excited for that as well. It, a lot of different things happening that are exciting, but like that dark cloud of the season is kind of overshadowing everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, open cup, new signings. Oh yeah, we're not doing well right now. <laughs> right. Um, SKC supporter says 4-0 when SKC plays on Wednesdays this year. What are your thoughts? Oh, are so, we a midweek team? Well, I mean, a couple of those have been uh, U.S. Open Cup games. Oh, sure. But, I mean... Oh, God. How many of those have been Open Cup games? Three? At least two. Maybe three. <laughs> so that might be why. Wasn't it Houston, Dallas, and, and Omaha? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Because there's a lot less MLS regular season midweek games now. That's true. Very and true. next year, there won't be any. Gotcha. So. Yeah, still tough to play midweek. They know that. So, I mean, that's getting... That's a cool stat, really. They're winning yeah. midweek. Uh, Connor Bateman says, What is this team's best center back pairing? My guess right now is Ford and EC. I'd like to see Volder go to SKC2 and get a run of games to get his confidence and form up. Then maybe he could play with Ford in the 11. EC and Fontes need to play better with how much money they both make. Yeah, Ford and EC would be my preferred. But then after that Seattle game, it's like, Jesus, are we going to see him next time? I don't like, know. I just don't know. I mean, that's rough. Fontas last year was very good, but this year has not been the same again. And I think, you know, if you look at his run of form with SKC last year is more the outlier at this point than, you know, the standard. Um, but you're right. Both Ford and EC, not Ford and EC, both EC and Fontas make over a million a year, which is pretty high for center backs. Very so high. So you can't be making a million a year and, and be a TAM player essentially as a center back and, and make these kind of mistakes. Agreed. Just not happening. So, And then uh, Techno Viking Kev Mendo says, uh, In the spirit of AEW's show, who would you want to see to walk through the, quote, forbidden door to save SKC season? And then he puts out this. some... Do you know what this is? I do not. I was going to ask you. So let me explain <laughs> the forbidden door to you. Uh, AEW put on a pay-per-view with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And the term forbidden door means uh, like a a person from another company walking in to wrestle on your television show. Okay. So like, boom, the forbidden door is open. Who's coming through next? You know, and like a New Japan person would show up. An Impact Wrestling person would show up. Now, naturally, WWE and AEW never cross over, except for the rare occurrence in Royal Rumble. That was one thing with Mickey James. Uh, But she works for impact obviously so mm-hmm. yeah obviously you didn't know so anyways <laughs> what he's saying is obviously who could come to sporting in a forbidden door moment like like by god is that Lionel messi's music <laughs> oh he killed him you know yeah uh, i mean i don't know who it's tough because he he starts mentioning you know there's there's Lewandowski or mbappe or whatnot and you're like wow. yeah i mean sure you can get one of those suddenly it's it's different thing but you want to know who my i'm not saying this is realistic because it's not realistic but you want to know who i guess you could maybe kind of sort of if you closed your eyes and squinted real hard say is a little bit more realistic as a forbidden door guy than uh, one of those like a tier one level people is uh 
from Wolverhampton Wanderers. He just came off loan back from Barcelona. Adama Traore. Have you seen this guy? No. He's a forward. He can play center forward. He can play right wing. If you get a chance, I want you to Google Adama Traore and look at how this dude is built. He is a forward. How about you you text that to me later because ain't nobody spelling that off of what you just said. Where's my phone? (laughs) I'm going to text you this right now. I'm going to text you you for for a lot. Well, I mean, you got to have a live reaction on the pod. Here's a big one. Zlatan. Okay, well. That'd be crazy. He's not coming back. I know. That's why it'd be a freaking surprise, dude. Like all wrestling shows have surprises. You'd be like, oh, my God. He's out of retirement. He's got the chair. (laughs) (laughs) But this dude, I'm about to text you this picture of. I guess I should get my phone. He plays forward. And we, what do we talk about when people come to, to MLS? It's a physical league. These players can't get ready for the physicality of the defenders. They're very large. Imagine oh, this dude. sending me a picture. Imagine this dude coming in and playing forward in MLS. All right. I'm going to have to start eating better. <laughs> this dude looks like I if Derek got... Henry is a soccer player. Yeah, this is insane. I'm, i i got to cut out the checks mix. This, uh, <laughs> this guy does not have a man boob upon him. Uh, this guy looks like if Chris Hemsworth as Thor played this. soccer and played it's striker. Got the got the blonde tips going on. Vascular Tuesday, apparently. Looking great. Right. Looking all so, sorts of veiny, ready to inject whatever you want to give him. Freaking quads, quadzilla. Quads are popping. What, <laughs> we're just admiring this man's, you know, are there, look at them. You can't see the kneecaps because there's too many muscles. Right. Kneecaps are just, you know, cover your knees if you're going to be walking around showing off all those quadzilla. He's 26 years old. If this dude came That's in man's man. to MLS, he would feast, literally and metaphorically. Yeah, he would literally wild. he would literally eat center backs on the field. I would take him like around town and just start fights <laughs> and and be like, "Oh, you want to fight with me? Uh, take it up with Adama Kazama, Adama, whatever you call Adama him. Adama Traore. Adama Tre Atreyu. I don't know what you're saying. Atreyu is, is a rock band that. Oh yeah, that is a rock think... band. I don't think holds up well. Sounds like you're saying uh, Go- Goku and Super Saiyan. I don't know what you're doing. Traori. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if you were to say bring anybody in right now, he, again, he's transfer market values him at $22 million transfer fee. We're not paying $22 million. Oh, that's pretty affordable. But we're also not getting Kylian Mbappe. So if we're just, you know. Well, why playing... am I just staring at him like I'm man crushing over here? <laughs> Marissa's going to be talking to you later tonight. She's going to be like, what are you looking at? And you're just going to be like, show the picture. It's just going to be no. looking at. Trey she'll Hart. be like, what? She'll be like, what's your new wallpaper on your phone? Don't worry about it. <laughs> so Google Adama Traore and find find the image of him in his Barcelona kit, and it looks like it's seven sizes too small for him. But oh my god, dude, I need to work up a body more. This is out of control. <laughs> I thought I had a decent chest, and I do not. Yeah. So, anywho, that's right. my Ooh, answer. I'm sweating over here. Am I gonna have to take this man on a date? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> So that's my answer for Kev Mendo. My goodness. So, anywho, I think that's uh, that's about all the questions we got. You have anything else SKC related you want to talk about before we hit one major MLS news story? Uh, you got more stories? I can't imagine what you're thinking of. But uh, there's one SKC man. No, I just I'm holding out hope for a hero on Sunday's New York Red Bulls game. Uh, you know, it's at first Sunday night games. I'm like, well, goddamn, we got to work in the morning. No, we don't. It's a holiday. <laughs> it's a holiday. This is exciting. I fully expect the stadium to be popping. Right. So we'll see. Holiday. Looking forward to it. Um, 
No, the one story I want to talk about before we sign off for the week. We know sometimes MLS pulls some shenanigans to get major stars, major names to certain teams. Oh, yes. We know that when Zlatan Ibrahimovic came to the Los Angeles Galaxy, he was somehow not a designated player. Uh, We know that Inter-Miami, when they got Blaise Matuidi, was somehow not a designated player. And they got in trouble for it. LA Galaxy got away with it. Inter-Miami got in trouble for it. Well, LAFC, Los Angeles Football Club, has officially announced, as of Monday, the signing of Welsh legend, Real Madrid, former Tottenham player, Gareth Bale. Why? Why? I mean, can you... Can you honestly tell me why? Dude, they're top of the freaking league, mm-hmm. just crushing it, right? We're, I'm talking Supporters Shield leaders. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? You know what? We we want to be more than that. Never mind that there is nothing more than that. But so it's like the rich get richer, and then there's us. Yeah. Just out here in our farmland in Kansas, mm-hmm. and LAFC doing big things. Man, I'm, I'm a Real Madrid fan. I am. I'm a Madrid fan, and I'm like, I'm excited that he's in the league. Like that's cool, you know. You know, uh, you know why I'm I'm calling shenanigans here. You can call shenanigans. You you can just do that. I'm calling shenanigans. Okay. Because Gareth Bale, similar to Zlatan Ibrahimovic, uh-huh. is somehow not a designated player. Yeah, that's weird, right? How does that he's work? A, he's a TAM signing, which means he's making 1.5 million dollars per year from LAFC. It's insane. No, Quote. he's making way more than that. You want to know how much money he made at Real Madrid per year? Yeah, like tens, hundreds, millions. It's insane. thirty-five million dollars per year. Okay, I don't know why I said hundreds. I, You're, but, yeah. Well, his total contract, he paid hundreds. Sure. You're telling me Gareth Bale was like, I so badly want to play for LAFC that I'm going to take a thirty-three and a half million dollar per year pay cut. That's insane. What's Mahomes's contract? Like forty. It he was basically 40 was making Mahomes money. He was making yeah. Mahomes money. So now all of a sudden he's not. And it's like, come on, what kind, what is this? He's going from like Mahomes money to like Brody Croyle money. <laughs> There's a name I never thought I'd hear on this podcast. <laughs> but I swear to God, fucking, uh, it, it was it was weird to see this uh, announced. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's a huge name. How does that work? You want to know what's <laughs> even weirder? It's apparently Taylor Twelman says LAFC still has a designated player number nine coming this transfer no. window. How does that make sense? And and what what's your what's your inside source at MLS say about this? I mean, I haven't heard specifically, but okay. I have unofficially heard there's shenanigans going on. You've unofficially heard of shenanigans. That means it's shenanigans. That's officially unofficial. <laughs> Done deal. Well, because okay, so they just signed Carlos Vela to an extension. They have Gareth Bale now, and they have former Juventus defender. Giorgio Chiellini uh, coming in. Who, Stop the count. Stop the count. I'm just like, and now Chiellini, I think he's going to be old. I don't know if he's going to be great or whatnot. But I mean, like, what are we doing? That was an election joke. It was. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like. I, I, it's weird. And I hate being like, wow, is LAFC the new, like, like gargantuans that you just love to hate? I'm talking like Patriots. I'm talking Yankees. I'm talking Man United. Is that who LAFC is now? I don't know. I mean, here's, a, here's an article from March Sorry, I said 31st, that, that Yankees. I know 2022. Yankees. March 31st. This is two months ago. That said, Gareth Bale was the third highest footballer in all of Europe. Uh, he single-handedly brought Wales to the World Cup. 
So, like, they were on his back during qualifying. No well, doubt. And, and so there are some people like, well, no, he's doing this because he has to get playing time to be able to make the Wales World Cup roster. I'm like, you think Wales is going to the World Cup without Gareth Bale? Gareth Bale no. can sit at a pool until November, and they're going to call him up to the World Cup. They're in the World Cup because of Gareth Bale. Like, they're not going to leave him off the team unless right. they're like, yeah, we're fine losing. So I saw someone legitimately in the year of our Lord 2022 try to say on Twitter.com that Gareth Bale needs LAFC more than LAFC needs Gareth Bale. Huh? And I'm not sure that either really need either, but Gareth Bale sure as hell does not need LAFC right now more than LAFC needs him. I don't there, really understand. There is shenanigans afoot. <laughs> I hope you get to the bottom of it because you have said shenanigans like nine times since we've been on here. And it makes me laugh because you're launching an, an official investigation. Stop. Everybody, <laughs> he keeps putting his finger in the air like he's making some grand declaration. <laughs> I declare that shenanigans are afoot and I shall strike them down. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Don't wag your finger at me, sir. Prove me wrong. Stop. He's doing it again. <laughs> so, anyhow, that's it's what I weird. got this week. I'm excited to watch. I'm not excited to play against him. I'll tell you that. When do we, do we, I, I don't know if they're coming to Kansas City again this year. I have to look. Oh, it, I mean, year? hey, as, as much as people are like, oh, retirement league, oh, like, yeah, I'm okay. But I'm, I'd be lying if I don't want to say, or if I don't say I want to watch Gareth Bale play. July 23rd, they come to town. Okay, well, there you go. We're, Gareth Bale's about to eat barbecue for the first time in his life. <laughs> He's about to eat us. Yeah. Because that's a. I, I don't know. We'll probably end up winning that game for some weird reason. But if we had Adama Traore, he would eat Gareth Bale. See? But, you know, bad for him. We got, we got, uh, god damn, I forgot our new players already. Eric, Tommy, and William Agata. Tommy and Agata. There we go. Yeah. That's what it is. So. We're going to be good. Anyway. And then we, shit, we'll probably rest people for that game. Because four <laughs> days later, we got the Open Cup, you know? Probably. So And then Austin, three days after that. Good times. Wonderful. Well, as we said, this is a U.S. Open Cup podcast now. It is. Oh, good. God bless Lamar Hunt. <laughs> Anywho, I think that's all we got this week. So um, Sounds good, because i got to pee. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us that five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at NoOtherPod, at DanCouser, at JCMax03. Uh, send us an email, noetherpod at gmail.com. And uh, go to mofund.org if you live in, uh, or, well, you can live anywhere, and, and donate to help um, people who can get pregnant in Missouri access uh, vital health care. And uh, if you are a registered voter. Or just voter, uh, snip snip the, uh, the old vasectomy or get a vasectomy, there, yeah. yeah. You're that worried about it. Just get a vasectomy. That's reversible. There, get your thingy chopped, you know, that'd be yeah. good. That'd be, you know, what if we did government mandated vasectomies? It's, uh, does that sound absurd? Because it's equally as absurd as what we're doing now. So, so, and then uh, if you are a registered voter in Kansas, make sure you vote on August 2nd. Make your voice heard. If you're not a registered voter but you're eligible to, make sure you register. Shoot me a message if you if you need help figuring out how to do that. Happy to help. So, uh, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's all I got this week. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. I'm still looking at this man's picture.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.